Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you would turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 4. <coughs> Romans chapter 4. And uh, I think the song we just sang was fitting about how He will hold us fast. Uh, it is not in us. Uh, we don't have the ability. Um, just as we are not saved by works, we don't keep ourselves by works either. It is all by grace. It's all Him. And He gets all the glory. Uh, last passage that we looked at in Romans chapter 3, we were looking at how we are saved Uh, that we are justified, that means we have been declared righteous before God. Um, We are justified by faith alone, apart from the works of the law. Um, We didn't have to do anything. It's not by just working and being a good person or following the works of the law that we are saved. It's faith. It's believing in Him. Trusting that Jesus paid it all for us. And what the text before us today does, is I believe it anchors what we looked at last week in the Old Testament. Uh, This is not some new way. But God's plan all along was for there to be one way of salvation for all people, and that would be through faith, in Jesus, in the Messiah that was to come back then, and then the Messiah who came for us. There would be one way of salvation, justification through faith alone. Um, And here's our text. Beginning in verse 1, it says, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if, God, for if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed, in, believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, to the one who works, his wages are not counted a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justified the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one whom God counts righteous apart, righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not account his sin. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this beautiful doctrine of of, uh, justification by faith alone. We thank you that our sins have been forgiven. We are blessed. Father, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And Father, give me strength and grace as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Well, as we've seen all along, um, Paul here has been um, has had this uh, arguing partner 
that uh, uh, he's used for rhetorical effect over and over again. And, and as Paul has just been making this claim that we are saved, that, that uh, we are justified uh, by faith and not by works, then the arguing partner comes up with this question. Well, what then should we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? What was gained by Abraham? If we're justified by faith, then what about Abraham? What about Abraham? Look at how great of a guy he was. Right? He uh, sacrificed his son. And, 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 and he, he, was, he was the founder of the covenant people. Right? I mean, he, he was the one who, who, uh, who had circumcision instituted and all these things. And Paul, in answer to this, <coughs> says... For if Abraham was justified by works, then he'd have something to boast about, but not before God. And now, I think what he's saying is maybe kind of a hypothetical. If he could have been justified by works, if he was justified by works, then yeah, he would have something to boast about, but he couldn't. He couldn't ever uh, be justified by works. And, and whenever he says, but not before God, uh, it's not just... Well, yeah, he could boast before men, but he couldn't boast before God. No, that's not what I think Paul is getting to because uh, verse 3 actually undercuts that. I think what the truth is, is he's saying that uh, <coughs> Abraham never could have been justified by works. And even if he could, hypothetically, Maybe he could boast, but he couldn't. He couldn't. Verse 3. For what does the Scripture say? And this is where Paul starts to ground this doctrine in the, in the Old Testament. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. This is a paraphrase of what uh, uh, Mike read from, from Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Um, in the passage that Mike read from, it says he believed the Lord and it was counted to him as righteousness. Uh, here, we've got his name, Abraham, believed God, uh, replacing the word Lord with God here. Uh, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, what was going on here? This was chapter 15. Abraham never... never uh, tried to go sacrifice Isaac on God's initiative until much later, until I think it was uh, 20, chapter 22 or so. This is something before Abraham had ever done any works. Uh, in fact, um, Abraham, had, God had called him out of the midst of the people of Ur. He had been a, uh, a, a, uh, an idol worshiper just like the rest of them, according to the book of Joshua. And God reached down and picked him out of his idolatry and pulled him out and chose him. And he did it all by grace. All by grace. And when God even made a covenant with him in uh, Genesis chapter 15, the Bible tells us that Abraham believed God and it was his faith that was counted as righteousness. Now his faith is not a work because even that, God had to give him the ability to have that faith. We can't just have faith on our own. It's a gift of God that we can even believe. And Abraham believed God 
and it was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham wasn't righteous on his own. It wasn't. It was counted righteousness. So, like um, maybe imagine yourself playing a, a card game, and you're missing a card. And say you're missing the ace of spades, and so you decide you're going to grab a a, a a wild card, not a wild card, but a joker, and write on it ace of spades. And you're going to play that game like that. You're counting that. Joker, as if it were the um, the ace of spades, right? You're counting it something that it's not. The right, the faith, the belief is not itself righteousness, but whenever we believe in Christ, He counts that as righteousness towards us. Does that make sense? He counts it. It's it's not that we do anything to where we deserve God's favor. We believe in Him, we trust Him, and He counts that as righteousness. And this righteousness doesn't come from just out of thin air. But it's the righteousness of Christ that He gives to us. The righteousness of His own Son who came and He lived a perfect sinless life. And He died for our sins. So our sins are placed on Jesus and His righteousness is placed on us. It is counted to us. It's put in our account so to speak. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. This was this doctrine of, of uh, justification by faith where we are counted righteous because of God's work, because of Christ's work on the cross. It is something that is rooted all the way back in the Old Testament in uh, Abraham's day and it goes even earlier than that. We think of uh, Noah Maybe you remember the song, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that comes straight from a verse in Genesis chapter 6. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah wasn't just such a good person that God decided, well, I guess I'm going to have to save him because he's so good. I can't destroy him. No! Noah was probably just there with the rest of them. And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 4, Paul expounds on this a little bit further. Now, to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. He gives us this illustration. If I go to work, uh, you know, I I not only pastor here, but I also uh, teach at at, uh, the high school, you know, and uh, I've got a contract there and they're supposed to pay me for services rendered. Now, it would be kind of offensive if they give me my paycheck and said, Merry Christmas, here's a gift, right? No, I worked for it. It was an obligation. They owed me that, right? Um, This doctrine of justification by faith alone is how salvation is by grace. Uh, Because if we worked for it, if we worked, uh, then what we would be getting is what's due to us. We'd be getting exactly what we deserve, but we don't get what we deserve. We don't get what we deserve. That's mercy. We deserve hell. We deserve God's eternal wrath against us. And we don't get that. Instead, we get the righteousness of God in Christ. 
Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. It's an obligation. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. That seems shocking to us. Oh, Paul, aren't people going to abuse that? The one who does not work? Doesn't that just encourage us to be lazy Christians? The one who does not work? No. Without this, the gospel makes no sense at all. You have to have this. Now, yes, there's going to be people, be people who abuse it. There's going to be people who, who, uh, who uh, um, say, just like in Paul's day, he said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And Paul answers, no! But the, tr- the fact is, we are saved by grace alone. And um, we, it is not by our works. It is by believing in God who justifies the ungodly. We are ungodly. Abraham is counted there as ungodly. Though he was ungodly, he was counted as righteous because he believed. And when we believe, it's apart from our works, it's apart from anything we could do, we are justified, we are counted as righteous not because of our works, but by faith in a God who justifies the ungodly. Verse 5. Oh, no, verse, verse 6. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteous apart from works. He transitions from one Old Testament character to another. He comes to David. David, to whom this promise was given that he would have a son who would sit on a throne forever. David, the one who, uh, who was the, the great king. Who, but we know David was a sinner too. David was a sinner. He, he sinned with Bathsheba. He murdered Uriah. I mean, he, yes, he was called a man after God's own heart, but we know he had a, an underbelly of sin. Just as David speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteous apart from works. Paul here is saying that David talks about how God counts people righteous apart from works. God counts people righteous apart from works. And let's look at what he says. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not count his sin. There's nothing in those verses about him counting anybody as righteous. So what I think this does is it shows there's two sides to this. What David, what what Paul here is saying is we are justified, we are counted righteous apart from our works. And when he quotes David to back this up, and he says, "Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven." To have our sins forgiven, it's the other side of justification. He he declares us not guilty. He declared he makes a legal declaration we are not guilty and he also removes our sin from us. He forgives it. Whose deeds are forgiven, whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered, they're atoned for. Blessed 
is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sins. And there's that word count again. It's the other side here. He counts righteous those who believe. And he does not count sins against certain people. This blessed man. Well, how is it? What's the basis on which he does not count those sins? And the same, it's the same as the way he counts righteous those who believe. We want to have our sins forgiven. We want to have God not count our sins against us. We trust in Jesus. We trust in Him. He is the only way to salvation. He is the only way. Now, why do we look at this? I mean, we're, we're all believers here. We've all heard this so many times before. Why do we still need to hear the Gospel proclaimed every week? I think it's for our joy. Look at the beginning of verse 7 and the beginning of verse 8 and, and um, uh, also in verse 6. Blessing. Blessed. Blessed. We see that three times. Blessing. Blessed. Blessed. What is it to be blessed? We are blessed. It's, it's to be happy. And we see that in the, in the Beatitudes. Blessed. Blessed is the man who um, let's see blessed are the poor blessed are the meek blessed are the, uh, uh, the those who hunger and thirst for righteousness right <coughs> it's happier but it's not just a temporal happiness that that is here and gone and it's a lasting joy uh, and it's not dependent upon our circumstances because if we look remember back to the beatitudes In Matthew chapter 5, the last of the Beatitudes is, Blessed are you when people say all kinds of insults against you. Doesn't necessarily mean if we're blessed that everything's going to be going all hunky-dory. It doesn't mean everything's going to be going just smooth as a whistle. You know, I, I probably just mixed metaphors there. No, we have joy. We have a deep Abiding joy. And when we think on what God has done for us, this should give us joy. Blessed is the one whom God counts righteous apart from works. This is what He has done for us. He's given us Christ's righteousness. Christ's righteousness have been given to us as a gift that ought to cause us to be joyful, to be blessed. (coughs) Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. I've done a lot of lawless deeds. I don't have to name mine before you and you don't have to name yours before me. But we can all think about our own lawless deeds that we've done. And when we've trusted in Christ, we know those deeds have been been forgiven. They've been nailed to the cross with Jesus. Those sins are covered. They're atoned for never to come back. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not count his sin. All my sins have been put upon Jesus. They've been counted to Him and God's righteousness has been counted to me. Oh, that ought to make us blessed. That ought to make us happy. When we hear this Gospel message, it ought to make us shout. Amen? Amen? It ought to make us joyful. Never get tired of hearing the Gospel preached. 
This is what gives us strength from day to day. This is what gives us strength to make it through not only this week, but the very next second. My sins have been forgiven. Hallelujah. Your sins have been forgiven. Trusting in Christ. Not because of what I've done. Just believing in Him. Trusting in Him. And He has saved me by His grace. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.